Hi guys, TJ here, back with another episode of the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast. As promised, today will be part two of two on the importance of circumference measurements. Nevertheless, as always, the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast is all about actionable and evidence-backed health and fitness insights. For anyone who has yet to listen to part one, I would definitely recommend going back and doing so. For a quick recap, this is what we covered in the first part. The very basics of circumference measurements, why you should actually check your measurements, the do's and don'ts of tracking circumference measurements and some key measurements and ratios for health and longevity and how you can track your circumference measurements with shape scale of course. Now that we've tackled circumference measurements from a high level, in today's episode we're going to look at some more specific applications for measurements such as the following. Why you should track body circumference measurements if you're trying to lose fat, where you've been losing fat or is it muscle, key measurements for fat loss, why you should track body circumference measurements if you're trying to build muscle, measuring for building muscle, key measurements for strength and athletic performance, and some key ratios for healthy aesthetics. Now, let's get into the episode. So, why should you track body circumference measurements if you're trying to lose fat? Now, we already know that tracking your waist circumference can be a great way to identify and prevent possible health risks that come with obesity. However, keeping track of your measurements can do a lot more for fat loss than just this. Periodically measuring the circumference of each body part makes it quick and easy for you to identify if and where exactly it is that you've been dropping the fat that you've been working so hard to lose. Unfortunately, when it comes to fat loss, you cannot specifically target a certain area. When you're in a caloric deficit, your genes, gender and hormone levels will largely determine where it is that you will lose fat first. So where have you been losing fat? And is it fat or muscle? Typically, you'll be more likely to experience fat loss first in the areas that you've last experienced fat gain. When you're losing fat, imagine that your body is playing the recent fat gain in reverse. Measuring these susceptible areas would be a great way in identifying whether or not your fat loss journey is working for you. Men and women also tend to lose fat in slightly different areas. Men see a loss in body fat around their waist first, whilst women usually see it in their bust. Unfortunately, fat around a woman's waist and hips will tend to be more stubborn and slower to go as evolution expects you to be constantly baby ready per se. Furthermore, if you don't have any resistance training in your regime, the reduction of the size of typically leaner areas such as your arms, calves and shoulders will most likely be from a loss of muscle, not fat, and in turn counterproductive to your goals. Slight strength loss can also be expected when losing fat, as even with resistance training it's very hard for your body to maintain muscle in a caloric deficit. However, if your strength loss is much more significant, then your diet may be a little too extreme a sign of significant muscle loss, and this is most definitely not wanted. Other factors such as a poor protein intake, very high levels of cardio, and even a lack of sleep can all contribute to this also. Key measurements for fat loss. Measuring your body parts circumferences can also provide you with a motivating boost that you've been looking for. Too many people begin a healthier journey with fat loss in mind, but don't set themselves a target as they don't know what to aim for. When it comes to fat loss, the best measurement to indicate your success remains your waist circumference. It has generally been considered that a weight loss of 2.2 pounds, aka 1 kilogram, is associated with a reduction in your waist circumference of approximately 0.39 inches, aka 1 centimeter. Do bear in mind that this is up to a safe level. Adding to this, based on our own data, you can expect to lose anywhere between 0.433 to 0.591 inches, aka 1.1 to 1.5 centimeters in your waist circumference for every 2.2 pounds, aka 1 kilogram, of body fat that you lose. However, it is important to be mindful that this range will vary depending on how much muscle you maintain and also how much body fat slash muscle you have to lose. Generally speaking, you need to lose around 6 to 8 pounds, aka 2.7 to 3.6 kilograms to drop 1 inch, also known as 2.5 centimeters, in waist circumference and around 10 to 20 pounds, aka 4.5 to 9 kg, to go down an entire dress size. Height also plays a fundamental role when determining your ideal measurements, as it is used to find the perfect waist circumference. Your waist circumference is then used as a starting block for multiple other body part measurements. Once educated about your height's ideal measurements, 
you can set yourself a target depending on how close you want to make to those ideal goals. This allows you to make sure that you're on the right track with your fat loss goals or muscle building goals and in turn can be quite motivating. So why should you track your body circumference measurements if you're trying to build muscle? Well, you could have probably guessed that measuring the circumference of your body parts can be useful in seeing where you've gained muscle. However, these measurements can do a lot more than only saying you've put on an inch of mass on your chest per se. Depending on your goals, taking your measurements allows you to make sure that you're putting on the desired lean mass without taking your dirty bulk too far. In bodybuilding, or even the broader fitness industry, the goal is to have symmetrical muscles along with some size. Taking your measurements can therefore expose some of your aesthetic weak points without the burden of paying for a coach or a trainer, for example. For example, if your thighs are well-defined at the perfect size, let's say, for your height, but your arms have a two-inch difference between them, you have a good idea where you need to put some work in. Circumference measurements have been a tool used by bodybuilders and athletes for centuries. This is because in bodybuilding, the goal is to achieve the largest, most defined muscles whilst remaining symmetrical. Moving away from bodybuilding, it's the same thing. Anyone who wants to take care of their look also doesn't want to be over unbalanced. Athletes training for increased power also see increases in muscle mass in the areas that they have trained. So therefore, the success of the resistance training that you have been performing specific to your chosen sport can be measured by its circumference measurements. Measuring for muscle building. So what are the essential measurements that you should take to determine your muscle mass growth? Everyone has different goals when it comes to building muscle. So the given would be to measure the body part that you're focused on training. That being said, if your goal is to build muscle, it is definitely worth comparing yourself to your chosen ideal body ratio or even your estimated natural size limit to determine how close you are to your goals. Key measurements for strength and athletic performance. If bodybuilding isn't necessarily your thing, but you still want to gain muscle and strengthen your, to improve your athletic performance, then circumference measurements can still help you. One study found in the Journal of Human Kinetics found a significant positive correlation between participants' shoulder and chest circumference and the performance of their compound list. A wider shoulder and chest circumference meant that you would perform better when snatching, clean and jerking, front squatting and back squatting. Typically for these lists, you would focus on training your legs to become more powerful. However, from this study, we can see that training your upper body and improving your shoulder and chest measurements will also help lead to significant improvements in the performance of multiple exercises. It is also important to be mindful of your waist circumference when bulking and trying to improve your shoulder and chest measurements. The relative muscle gains in these measurements should outweigh that of the waist to prevent you from gaining too much fat. The same study also revealed a slight negative correlation between the participants' waist-to-hip ratio and their clean and jerk performance. But honestly, unless you're an aspiring Olympic weightlifter, this really shouldn't matter too much to you. If you actively avoid building too much muscle because you're a long-distance athlete, circumference measurements can still help you. Another study revealed that there is a significant association between the upper arm circumference and the performance of a group of long-distance runners. The smaller the circumference of their arms, the better they perform. Interestingly, this circumference was a better indicator of their performance than their weight, height, length of limbs, circumference of other limbs, or even BMI. That being said, if you have small arms and don't exercise, you're not going to be more athletic than the NFL quarterback. The reduction in the size of these endurance athletes' arms can actually be put down to the shrinking of their fast-twitch muscle fibres. This is because their bodies have adapted to become as efficient at running as they can after all the years of training. Whilst their slow-twitch fibres do grow, they do not grow at the same speed as the loss of their fast-twitching counterparts. So ultimately, if you're a land-based endurance athlete, then measuring changes in your upper arm circumference can be a great indicator of your progress. However, it is important to keep in mind that this measurement is only an indication that your training is paying off. Actively trying to lose muscle seeking the world's smallest arms will not necessarily make you more athletic. Key ratios for healthy aesthetics. Now for the healthy physique ratios. Despite there being various takes on the ideal physique, 
The majority of them agree on the Golden Ratio being the perfect shoulder to waist achievement. This ratio can not only be found in ancient Greek sculptures, but also everywhere in our nature and our everyday lives. However, the power of this ratio has been greatly exaggerated over the years, and multiple studies have debunked the claim that we have an innate preference for this ratio, so be careful not to fall into that trap. Popular ideal physique formulas such as the Grecian ideal and the Adonis Index use this ratio. However, the Adonis Index expresses that for this look to work, the waist must be small. Sorry, modern Mr. Olympia mass monsters. So what is classified as a small waist? According to the Gressian ideal, used by golden era bodybuilders and our own more modern data, the perfect waist size is one that is 41 to 47% of your height. Achieving this waistline usually requires less than 20% body fat, however. Unfortunately, when it comes to the perfect size of other body parts for men, people's opinions begin to differ. Here are some of the other most popular ratios can help you achieve your dream Hollywood physique, as well as some that have already been covered in case you missed them. So of course we have the Adonis and the Gressian that we've just mentioned, but we also have the Rees ratio and our own ratio that we've been developing, known as the shape score. It is important to keep in mind that these ratios can be used for both bulking and cutting. To achieve proportionality, you may need to decrease or even increase some areas more than others. These ratios can help you identify your proportionate strengths relative to your figure and therefore educate you on where you need to focus your efforts on. Whilst these ratios all differ slightly, they are all based around the science of the golden ratio. Both the Gretchen Ideal and the Adonis Index follow this ratio more religiously than Steve Rees did with the Rees ratio when they were created. Measuring with shape scale. If you hadn't guessed already, one of shape scale's many features is circumference measurement taking. When performing a scan, shape scale uses a depth sensor that will accurately create a 3D model of you. Once this model is created, it will splice specific areas of your body, measuring the circumference of that body part. Currently, shape scale will measure your neck, shoulder, biceps, waist, hips, thighs, and calves, giving you a consistent, reliable feedback on your fitness journey. Unlike the more tedious old school method of circumference measuring, Shapescale's measurements are fast and consistent. Shapescale has taken hundreds of scans that have been compared to manual measurements. These scans have shown that human measurement error is consistently far greater than that of Shapescale's algorithm. If you currently manually record your measurements, you will note that it can be a time-consuming process that requires you to interpret your results for yourself. Oftentimes, you'll find yourself staring blankly at hundreds of numbers on a page, with no comparison as to how the changes have translated to your appearance. With Shapescale, these measurements are almost instantaneous. By picking any two scans from any two dates, you will immediately be able to see both numerically and visually how much your body has changed, giving you a clear picture of your success and how much closer you are to it. Well, that's it for today's show and this two-part episode on the importance of circumference measurements. Circumference measurements and ratios can not only do so much for us in terms of indicating our health, but also our health and fitness goals. Although I do have to say that I found the findings around bicep size and the performance of long-distance runner to be very surprising. Who knew that they would be so closely related? At Shape, ultimately our goal is to help you build the healthiest version of yourself. And as such, enabling you to track your measurements seamlessly with our shape scale is our way of working towards our goal. If you want to dig deeper into body circumference measurements, check out the ratios in full, or look at any of the studies I mentioned, then I strongly recommend checking out our complete show notes on 20minute.fitness. You can find Martin on Twitter and Instagram at Kesler.io. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred podcasting app is. Your review is super important in helping other listeners learn more about the show. And of course, your feedback is always highly appreciated. Also, if you think a friend or family member would get something out of today's show, please consider letting them know. I'm TJ Robinson. 20 Minute Fitness is mixed by Lida Lasco and produced by Shape in San Francisco. As always, thank you for your continued support and until next time.